So I've recently started fasting, not just any type of fasting where like people in India eat fast specific foods during the fasting period, but a full 24 hour fast dinner to dinner with just water through the day. Yes, this is one aspect of intermittent fasting, which I'm sure most of you would have heard of. Same as me, had heard a lot about it, but never got down to research it or implement it. So I did my research like I've been doing for the past two and a half to three years. And then I tried this three weeks back and I've been doing it once a week since then and felt fantastic. I didn't have any energy drainage, but actually felt more energized. But let me tell you, I'm 95 to 98% carnivore. I'm sure you must have gauged that from my earlier episodes. So I mostly eat animal products for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And sometimes I add in dairy and fruits, but that's about it. So my dinner before my fast is actually loaded with proteins and fats. I have like four buff patties with some butter and some pork uh, uh, shabu or bacon and I'm good to go. But why am I doing this? You know, Uh, this is actually to optimize and maintain my metabolic health. Now, did you know that one in three people in India have metabolic syndromes? That is what a systematic review published in 2020 showed. And most of them are in the urban sectors because of their high carbohydrate, sugar, and junk diets. Let me tell you again what a metabolic syndrome is all about, and then I'll be taking you through some information about intermittent fasting today. I've done my research, and I would incor- uh, you know, incorporate it into my nutritional habits for the long term. All you listeners can do your own research and then follow what you like, but don't just follow me blindly. Now, metabolic syndromes are when your basic core, your mitochondria becomes sick. This leads to diabetes, fatty liver, heart diseases, cancers, strokes, hypothyroidisms, polycystic ovarian disease, hypertriglycerides, low HDL levels, and reproductive disorders. Remember, one in three in India. So what is intermittent fasting? You know, it's basically eating patterns that target a pattern of dedicated periods of time with consumption of little, no calories. You know, it usually ranges from 12 hours to several days. Uh, the different types of intermittent fasting that one can do. You know, you have alternate days where people do 24 hours. You have uh, the 5 is to 2 regimen where you do two days uh, per week of fasting and you eat normally over the next five days. You have a time-restricted one where you uh, fast every day for 16 to 18 hours and in the remaining period you do your meals. You have the B2 regimen where, you again, you do it every day. You have two large meals a day. Uh, breakfast between 6 to 10 a.m. and lunch between 12 to 4 p.m. and no dinner. Then there's uh, once a week, 24 hours, uh, you know, uh, once a week with only water, which is what I do. Uh, Heck, I even know some carnivores who do like 36 to 48 hour fasts every other week. So, you know, there are different, different types. Uh, You can do your own research and, you know, suit yourself as to how how it helps you. Now, uh, you know, I'll take you through some physiology. Uh, for the non-medicals, it might be a little difficult to understand what I'm uh, saying. But I'll try and, uh, you know, uh, ease it out a little bit. Of course, there are going to be some terms which uh, you won't understand. Uh, pardon me for that, but, you know, just trying my best. So, you know, your me- your metabolism has uh, two cycles to it, right? Anabolism and catabolism. And during the 24 hours, your circadian rhythm is what maintains a balance between the two. You have a daily fed fast cyclical rhythm which is really important for maintaining the balance uh, between your uh, mrnas and proteins these are the ones which then control multiple aspects of metabolism which includes glycolysis 
protein synthesis, lipid synthesis, and oxidation, gluconeogenesis, and other mitochondrial activities. Uh, you know, so naturally, you know, if there is a disturbance between your circadian timing and daily food intake pattern, this can lead to a disruption in the circadian rhythm, which can then negatively impact your metabolic system. And this includes increased oxidative stress, increased insulin resistance, and impaired hormonal secretion. Your fed fast cycle that I spoke about has four stages. You know, the fed state, the post-absorptive stage or early fasting stage that is dried after eating. Then you have the starving state and then the starvation or long-term fast state. You know, during, uh, during prolonged uh, uh, times of fasting, your triglycerides from your adipose tissues, which is your fatty tissues, are converted to fatty acids and glycerol which are then metabolized for energy. The liver is what then converts these fatty acids to ketone bodies, which during fasting become a major source of energy for many tissues, especially the brain. And this metabolic switch from utilizing glucose to fatty acid-derived ketones actually repre represents uh, an evolutionary trigger, which shifts metabolism from lipid cholesterol synthesis and fat storage to the mobilization of that fat through fatty acid oxidation and fatty acid-derived ketones. This actually leads to preservation of your muscle mass and function. And this state is called the ketosis state. Uh, those into fitness and nutrition would have heard about what ketosis is all about. So when you're fasting, you go into ketosis. You know, a little bit uh, of uh, a little bit more of some hardcore biochemistry and physiology. Uh, uh, hope uh, it gets through. Uh, so, you know, you have metabolic switching, which happens through intermittent fasting, and this results in uh, improved metabolism. It can also increase your health span and longevity through many different processes. You know, I've got papers that I'll be citing in my text, so you can go through them and uh, understand uh, more, you know, read through it multiple times. So there are pathways which mediate these effects, which include rising AMP and ADP, and it reduces your cellular ATP. This leads to the activation of your AMP uh, activated protein kinase, which then usually and ultimately will inhibit multiple anabolic pathways and stimulate catabolic reactions. Catabolic Catabolism is basically breakdown and anabolism is building up. So, you know, it stimulates catabolic reactions, uh, which leads to autophagy, thereby eliminating any damaged proteins and organelles and improve mitochondrial function. You know, so autophagy is basically removal of the dead and dysfunctional cells, and that actually improves uh, your mitochondrial function. And you know, you you get new mitochondria and new ATPs uh, uh, to work, and uh, you you have more energy then. You know, and then uh, the, the 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 decrease in uh, the circulating amino acids and proteins and glucose this inhibits a protein called mTOR, and this leads to decreased protein synthesis again and an increase in the mitochondrial biogenesis. So you have an increased mitochondria, your new mitochondria are formed, and autophagy uh, happens. You know, this results in prolonged lifespan, uh, uh, which has been shown in experimental animals also. You know, so through your reduced carbohydrate intake, fasting depletes liver glycogen and mobilizes fatty acids from adipose tissues and stimulates hepatic beta oxidation with a rise in ketone production. You know, again, all of these results in autophagy and reduced oxidative stress and together it'll lead to longevity and improved health span i know this was a lot of science a lot of scientific words you can listen to it again you can read through it to understand better you know then we have uh, visceral adipose tissue so you know intermittent fasting is actually going to help you reduce uh, your weight uh, it has been shown to reduce obesity 
It has been shown to increase insulin sensitivity and thus reduce uh, diabetes. It has also been in, uh, shown to uh, reduce hypertension rates, uh, cardiovascular disorders, and basically metabolic disorders. Obviously, your nutrition has to be uh, correct nutrition. You can't just uh, um, you know gorge on uh, junk foods and processed foods and a lot of carbohydrates, and then go into intermittent fasting. You know, it's, you're actually going to do harm to yourself. So you know your visceral adipose tissue functions as both a paracrine and an endocrine organ uh, via adipokine secretions. You know, so you have two kinds of adipokines. Uh, one is pro-inflammatory, so basically which which promotes inflammation in your body. And remember, inflammation for your body is not a good thing. It's actually going to cause more metabolic disorders. And this enzyme is called leptin. And then you have the anti-inflammatory uh, adipokines, which is called adiponectin. That's the good one. So, you know, studies have shown that intermittent fasting, it, it reduces adiposity. It reduces your visceral fat, which is basically the fat around your organs, your abdominal organs, around your liver, around your pancreas, around your kidneys. And it also is, reduces your trunkal fat, you know, around your trunks. Now, intermittent fasting has also been shown to reduce, like I've mentioned before, insulin resistance and increases sensitivity through the reduced caloric intake and metabolic reprogramming. Insulin resistance is what leads to pre-diabetes and diabetes, by the way, right? Now, it is associated with a state of increased inflammation, like I've mentioned before. Also included, uh, it, it also includes uh, elevated CRPs, C-reactive proteins, decreased adiponectins, right? Remember, that's the good one. Lower uh, LDL levels. So basically, low LDL levels is actually leading to insulin resistance. So do not try and lower your LDL levels. You know, it's okay if it's high, as long as your triglycerides are low and your HDL is high. Uh, and uh, obviously, there are other metabolic factors that ultimately contribute to insulin resistance, which then leads to atherosclerosis and coronary artery disease. Right uh, now, some research has demonstrated some nuclear expression of peroxisome proliferator activated receptor alphas. Uh, and uh, another one uh, which uh, in the liver leads to increased fatty acid oxidation. So oxidation is not a good thing, right? You have oxidative products which are actually harmful and pro-inflammatory. And then this leads to APOA production uh, while uh, simultaneously decreasing APOB synthesis. So basically, uh, when you do intermittent fasting, your APOA, which is an apolipoprotein, your LDL are of two types. So you have apolipoprotein A and apolipoprotein B. The apolipoprotein A is the good one and apolipoprotein B is the bad one. Those are the smaller ones, which are obviously when you have more of sugars, more of carbohydrates, your ApoB is going to go up. Uh, if you have good fats, your ApoA is going to go up. Uh, so when you do intermittent fasting, it's been shown that ApoA increases and your ApoB reduces. Uh, also for hypertension, uh, you know, uh, it's been shown that uh, intermittent fasting may be associated with the activation of the parasympathetic system which then increases the activity of cholinergic neurons of the brainstem and thus reduces your blood pressures. Also, the concentration of, uh, you know, adiponectin. Remember, that's that's the good fat, uh, if I may call it that, uh, the good enzyme for uh, adiposity. You know, it decreases during all pathological processes, uh, including atherosclerosis, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, coronary artery disease. You know, so in response to intermittent fasting, your adiponectin levels increases, you know, the secretion from the adipocytes increases. And then adiponectin exhibits both anti-atherosclerotic and anti-inflammatory effects via inhibition of addition of the monocytes to the endothelial cells. Yes, again, there's some science over here, but remember, uh, intermittent fasting is going to help you lose weight. A lot of studies have shown that uh, it's going to reduce obesity. 
it's going to reduce insulin resistance and include and increase your insulin sensitivity so you know if you're pre-diabetic or uh, diabetic uh, try this out along with your nutrition changes it's going to uh, reduce your coronary artery diseases your hypertension and inflammatory responses in the body you know so yeah i've blabbered a lot of science today uh, i do recommend intermittent fasting again for people who are looking to get fitter and lose weight and uh, you know those who want to uh, deal with their diabetes and not just take insulins and medications uh, for uh, for the whole life and those suffering from other metabolic disorders you know keep your minds open try it out i will definitely let you know how i fare in the long run for sure <laughs>